Hello and welcome once again to the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Thrilled that you are making us a part of your day wherever you might be in the world and however you may be listening. We are so very grateful that you give us this time and we're asking for just a little bit more. Two minutes, that's all. Really, it's not that much. And all we want you to do is give us your opinion on the survey. Yeah, all you have to do is go to livehappy.com slash survey. Fill it out. Let us know what you think about the podcast and you could win some free Live Happy swag. Hats, pens, water bottles, car covers. No, what? No, no car covers. I tried. I really tried. I know that's what you're all waiting for. <sighs> Send in a letter. Send in a letter or get a bumper sticker and deal with that. Either way, there's all kinds of great stuff that is available for you. If you fill out that survey, livehappy.com slash survey, the website again. And of course, check out the latest issue of Live Happy magazine available on newsstands near you and available on a phone near you or a tablet device near you at the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. It's got all of the great content you have come to expect from Live Happy magazine. Well, today on this episode of Live Happy Now, very excited to be joined by pop star, author, stylemate philanthropist and mom lisa loeb who's recently released her fourth children's album exclusively with amazon nursery rhyme parade and in this episode we talk about the importance of creativity to overall happiness a bit about the songwriting process and the camp lisa foundation we are very excited to welcome our guest today lisa loeb and uh, lisa i've got to say before we we get into the meat of the episode i'm jealous of you for two reasons number one you're going to be honored uh at fenway park for your camp lisa charity and number two you obviously had to do some kind of rights negotiations with the muppets because they perform stay uh on the show so you're leading a very uh, interesting life these days i would say <laughs> yes i'm all i'm i have so many different things that i get to do the um Fenway Park thing was actually it happened already and it was actually kind of crazy because they put us up as our green room you know the room the room that you use before you come out and play uh-huh. um it was one of the big box seats uh oh, over Fenway Park and it was just amazing but the really silly thing was that when I looked out and I took a picture to send to my friends who are sports fans my friends and family, I didn't realize it was set up as a football field, not a baseball field, oh. which was very interesting. And then somebody came in and showed us the World Series Cups. They brought them into the room, and we got to see them. And we, They were too heavy to pick up, but we got to see them, which was amazing. Oh, wow. We got a tour of the whole um, Fenway Park. Um, somebody gave us the history of it. We got to go in the press room. Um, it was really, really cool. That is really cool, and it was really cool the reason you're there, the Camp Lisa Foundation. Let's talk about that a little bit. We've got a lot of things to get into with you, but what does what the Camp Lisa Foundation do? The Camp Lisa Foundation is something I started when I put out a kid's record called Camp Lisa, and I decided that um, I wanted to share my summer camp experiences through music, and I know so many people loved going to summer camp and have so many fond memories of the songs they used to sing at their camp. Some of them are the same from camp to camp, and some of them are specific to your own camp, but I... I I uh, recorded some of my favorites and also wrote some originals with my collaborators and put out this record called Camp Lisa. And along the way, we thought, oh, this would make such a cool TV show, you know, to share this real kind of summer camp feeling that kids could learn about summer camp. And then I realized, although that would be cool, a really great way to share summer camp would be actually to raise money to send kids to summer camp so they could experience it. So I started the Camp Lisa Foundation. All the proceeds from the Camp Lisa record go to the foundation to send kids to summer camp. And I even sell coffee through a website called Coffee Fool. And I put together my own special blend of um, organic 
shade grown beans. One of my, fa- I, I'm, I really love coffee. So I put together <laughs> one of my favorite flavors, very strong coffee, um, called the wake up blend. And all the proceeds from that also go to send kids to summer camp. And you can look on my website, lisaloeb.com and find the Camp Lisa Foundation. And you can even donate directly there and send kids who normally wouldn't have an opportunity to go to summer camp, um, send them to camp. Well, and and I now that you're talking about it, I'm thinking back to to my days of summer camps. I was in the Boy Scouts, so I got to go to all those camps and church camps and all those. And there's really a lot of happiness to be derived from thinking back to those memories. I think so. Now, are you one of the people who do have happy memories of camp? I know some people, like one of my first camps I went to called Camp High, we'd go on a bus and I would get so carsick and they would give me these gross butter cookies and it made me so upset. And the idea of going to sleepaway camp totally freaked me out, but... When I finally got to get on the bus and go, it was one of the best experiences of my life, and I kept going back year after year. Um, it brought so much happiness to me. There was so much adventure. It was safe, actually, which is nice to know as a parent mm-hmm. now, but it was um, you know, so much adventure, trying new things for the first time, doing things that I didn't think I could do, um, whether it was playing soccer, which I didn't love, but I did it, or <laughs> swimming across the lake, you know, even just putting my foot in the lake. Oh, my gosh. But it was so much fun, and you made these great friends I did that, that are still friends today. Oh yeah, and and they're they're lifetime friends. If if you go to the same camps uh, year after year, and, and you really get to know them. And one thing that I found at at uh, and you kind of mentioned it too at our summer camp is we got to try all these different things, and it really kind of sparked interest in me that I never would have thought I would have had. Did 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 anything at summer camp sort of spark your musical interest, or was that something that was always within you? You know, I think I always had a musical interest, but I did get an experience. Even though it wasn't an art camp or a music camp, it was just a regular sleepaway camp with a lot of sports. Um, We did have a lot of opportunities to do skits that were kind of like Saturday Night Live skits. I think we thought they were. Um, (laughs) We had a lot of opportunities to sing along and play music. Um, And so for me, I think it really impacted my life as a musician. It was the first place I really got to pick up a guitar and play it. Like there was a counselor who had a guitar and I got to try it out. And a friend of mine taught me some rock and roll songs like Stairway to Heaven. And we made up different lyrics to songs. So I had an experience like being creative. It was also a very social thing being able to hang out and either sing a cappella or with a guitar, you know, like hang out and play. So it really ran the spectrum. Like I got to um, perform for the first time really a lot there, um, take some chances as far as performing, and then also just really join together with people singing. It's it's certainly a great bonding experience, the music and the creativity and those types of things. And they all they all lend themselves to creating a happier life. And you're obviously a very creative person. You've got not only all the music, but the, the eyewear line that uh, you're very famous for. What role do you think being creative I mean, having creativity plays in your own personal happiness? Um, I think for me, just having ideas there's a spark that feels happy. To me, when people say, you know, are, you know, I say I want to do something that's fun, to me, fun is coming up with new ideas, coming up with entrepreneurial businesses, um, trying to figure out how to make something work, whether it's to write a new song or come up with an idea that will make sense for, I don't know, anything from a party to, you know, a solution to some kind of a word problem. I, I just think that, that coming up with ideas and being creative and, and, um, Coming up with a lot of ideas, that's fun, and, and that's very satisfying, and that makes me very happy. And you've had a lot of different ideas that have come to fruition. You mentioned the camp uh, idea, the camp charity. Uh, you've been a pop star. You've done all these different things. And then you've got a nursery rhyme album, the Nursery Rhyme Parade. Uh, what, what's that? What, what led you to come up with that idea? 
Well, I'd made uh, four or five other kids' CDs, starting with Catch the Moon, um, which I made with my friend Elizabeth Mitchell. I was trying to do something a little bit different from my regular records, and so I fulfilled a lifelong dream and made a kids' record with a friend of mine who has had a lot of success making kids' records, somebody I used to sing with for about six years. We had a band together. But she's had a very successful um, career making these beautiful kids records. So we made a record together called Catch the Moon. And that led to me doing my summer camp songs with the record Camp Lisa, which ended up inspiring two illustrated kids books, which draws some from the Camp Lisa record, but also there's a bunch of other songs on there. And it's illustrated and there's fun activities. And I've made um, some EPs and some other sing-along uh, music that you can get online, like on iTunes. But I was trying to figure out what I, you know, especially now that I'm a mom, when I did those other kids CDs, I wasn't a mom. I was, I think I was pregnant with my kids when I did my second, my, my two illustrated kids books. So finally, after having experience with actually having children, I realized that there were a lot of nursery rhymes that I would try to sing to my kids. We have a lot of those nursery rhyme books that you get when you have a baby, mm-hmm. but you get to certain songs that are just classics and nobody has any idea how they go anymore, like Humpty Dumpty or, um, <laughs> I mean, we know some things like Yankee Doodle or Itsy Bitsy Spider, but there's some stuff like Little Boy Blue or um, Little Bo Peep that people sort of have forgotten the melodies. And I realized I, I really wanted to help people remember. And not only that, but put together a CD that was different from a lot of the CDs that were out there. I wanted to do something that was a lot simpler that really um, helped. You, you mentioned bonding before, and I feel like quieter times, times where you can bond with your kids, listen to music where there's not a lot of instrumentation. Um, you can feel the rhythm and listen to the words and the rhymes and the re- repetition and connect with your kids or kids in your life, you know, if you're a grandparent or a babysitter or a teacher or whatever. I wanted to make that record, and so that's how I made Nursery Rhyme Parade. And it was interesting, too, because as an independent artist, I started out putting records out by myself before I got around to working with major labels. And I had an opportunity to work with Amazon as my record label. So actually, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can listen to the music for free streaming. Um, or you can also buy an actual CD. I know we still listen to CDs in our house. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're both the you know fantastic ways to get a hold of your music. Do you find that... I know you've mentioned that becoming a mom sort of changed your outlook on things. Do you find that your kids are, are getting that same happiness from the creative spark that you do? Are, are they involved in these sorts of things at all? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you see it in different ways. Um, with my daughter, she's very involved in drawing and art. Mm. And sometimes we do make up funny things and stories. Um, and she loves dancing. And my son does love music and they love listening to all kinds of music. Um, but they're creative in like different ways. I think as a kid, that's kind of your job. You sit and you make Lego towers mm-hmm. and my, my daughter makes very, very, um, very detailed, uh, they're like tableaus. They're these like whole villages that she sets up where there's like, you know, all these different things going on with different little dolls and pieces of toys and, um, things that she's found and, and it all makes sense to her, you know, and it's, um, it's very artistic and it's the kind of thing, you know, I think they brought back doodling for grownups. I've always doodled. I never stopped. I always draw, um, especially when I'm trying to listen to something, I often draw things and color them in. Um, but, but I think that that kind of free form wandering sort of creativity brings happiness and it's not, it doesn't always end up free form. Often you end up creating something, but, um, to be able to find time to do that, I think adds a lot of happiness to our lives and my kids definitely do that. 
And you obviously are encouraging and nurturing of this, even if it's sometimes, I, I know having dealt with much younger siblings, sometimes the things kids come up with are maybe kind of silly, but they're on the right track, right? I'm super into it. You know, like we had these huge cardboard boxes the other day and they took them and, and I, I guess also it's, I am, I'm a very sentimental person and I have very specific and fond memories of playing with my uh, three other siblings. There are mm-hmm. four of us growing up and putting together like forts out of boxes and coloring them and poking holes in them and using tape and putting all the pillows in there and, you know, creating our own worlds. That was so much fun to me that I like to encourage my kids to do that kind of thing. And yeah, it might take over the living room for a few days, but I I just think it's so important to, you know, to, to be able to explore like that and to find that balance also between having too many toys and Crayolas and materials out to play with. Um, (laughs) But then also you kind of want to have some stuff out so kids say, oh, right, I wanted to use that that really cool sand toy or I really wanted to check out that glitter glue. Um, you know, it's an interesting balance. Absolutely. I know that for us we had all kinds of great toys and we loved playing with those. And then sometimes we'd go outside and sword fight with a stick that we found in the yard somewhere. There's... Yeah, sticks are very popular with my son. He often will go to school with a stick he found on the way to school. You <laughs> <laughs> have to find a special cubby for the stick. But, um, yeah, I, I just think it's so important to really um, let kids explore. And it, and it reminds us as grown-ups that we need to do the same. And that creativity that, that you obviously had as a kid where you were building all the forts and those things, that that's transitioned into your adult life. As, as everybody knows, a great musician. You've done all kinds of things for charity work. You've also designed eyewear, Lisa Loeb eyewear. And, of course, your, your glasses are iconic when people think of you. They think of your glasses. You've got your own line now. What's, what's that like? It's really amazing. People come up to me all the time and ask me where I got my glasses or if they can get glasses like mine. Or people tell me, wow, I never wore glasses until I saw you wearing your glasses. And then I, I realized I felt comfortable wearing my glasses. So to give to help give people that confidence and, and help them feel pretty and cool wearing glasses, I, I really love being a part of that. And again, it's a great ha- brings me great happiness to get to collaborate with my team of designers that I work with. Um, the people that I work with to bring the Lisa Loeb eyewear line out there. We're always bringing out new frames that look great on different skin tones and different shapes and sizes of faces. Um, But it makes me happy to to bring that kind of confidence to other women. And I think not since Buddy Holly has someone, a musician, had had, had such an iconic set of eyewear. It's fantastic. Uh, (laughs) We've mentioned all kinds of other projects. Are are you working on any more uh, tours or any more uh, albums uh, to come out for the adult taste? Yeah, all of the above. Um, I've been writing a lot over the last couple of years. Um, I've been compiling and piling. What's the word? I've been uh, <laughs> getting all my grown-up music together with a lot of different people, a lot of different styles. Um, and, and actually, we're going into pre-production on a new album over the next couple of days. We have, we're meeting up in the studio to listen to all these songs and see if there's like a direction you know, that they all make sense together. And at the same time, I'm also making a new kids record um, oh, wow. that's almost done. Um, and then at the same time, I'm also out and about uh, playing concerts, fundraisers all over the country. So if you look on my website, lisalobe.com, you can see where I'm going to be if I'm going to be near you. Some grown-up shows and some kids shows. Well, good. I, I, everybody, it's equal opportunity for everybody to get out and have a good time at the show. And then you in mentioned... In fact, in some cities, I, I'm literally playing a kid's show in the daytime, and that evening, the same location, like when I go to Chicago, I'll be playing a grown-up show later that night. 
Oh, fantastic. So it would be a great way for the entire family to get a chance to get out, hear some good music, and maybe be inspired in that way. That's awesome. Yeah, and I always get to connect with the audience afterward. I sign CDs and books and T-shirts and everything and, and meet fans, and that always is really exciting. But over the last, I don't know, the last few years, we started doing that more. A lot of musicians do. And um, it, it really is a great connector. One of the reasons I play music um, is to connect with other people, and, to, and this way I get to hear their stories also. What has the response been to to some of your music that that I mean it's it's obviously affected people in so many ways if they're turning out to your shows. I've seen so many like tears of joy and laughter <laughs> and smiles <laughs> and memories. There's people bring pictures of me with uh with them when they were little kids and now they're grown-ups with kids. Um oh you know I I see all ages of people and people tell me stories of heartbreak. They tell me stories of how they met their husband or wife because they were listening to my music or how they, you know, some of the best times they ever had with their friends listening to my records. I, I've, it's, um, it's really satisfying to hear because as a big music fan growing up, I, I feel like I'm one of them, you know, like I, that was how I was when I got to meet musicians here and there, it, it meant so much to me. So it's, it's kind of magical being on the other side of that. Well, uh, that's what I was going to ask too. What, what, what does that give to you to see to see that people are finding meaning in songs and have positive or negative memories, maybe, but memories that last because they were associated with your music? It's, it's you know, one of the magical things about being a performer these days is that you do have a lot more connection with people through Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, I have a lot more one-on-one -on -one communication with people than I ever would have imagined when I started out. And I think because, like I said, I was such a huge music fan, I would wait in line to meet people or write letters to people's fan clubs. Um, I appreciate those kind of music fans, um, and and for me and my personality, it works well to get to meet people in person and have that human connection. It's it's amazing to have that connection. Um, I also get as as a songwriter, I've been noticing more and more because I've been collaborating a lot more. When you go into a room with nothing on a page and you just come up with a song and you walk out five hours later or three hours later with a complete song, and have gotten to know another couple of writers really well, it's also really weird and magical and. Um, you know, hopefully there'll be a chance for me to share all the songs we wrote, but being able to appreciate even just that day in those days that I, that I write with other people, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm sure that can be a very meaningful experience too. When you, when you're pouring out words and thoughts and feelings onto a page and someone else can come through and sort of add to it or clarify or make a different uh, thought into it. Have you ever had a song that you had, okay, this means this to me, and someone comes up with something completely different and you're kind of shocked by it? Yeah, and, and earlier in my career, I might have fought it. I, I fight it a little bit. But um, as I moved along and I've become a very, you know, uh, a person who's engaged in so many different businesses and touring and um trying to spend so much time mostly as a mom, um, I, I, I'm trying to look at other people's ideas in a different way. And I, I love having a song that's finished that I can perform in front of other people. So sometimes songs take a different turn. Sometimes songs take a different turn. And after I sing them for a while, I'm like, yeah, it still doesn't quite work. Let's, let's retool this. But, but I think, you know, when I, again, as a music listener, when I listen to music, I don't think about who's writing them or what they were thinking they were doing in the first place. It's, it's, in the end, for a listener, it's kind of about the final product, you know, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't completely make sense, if it feels like it makes sense, um, then a listener can really enjoy it. And so sometimes a writer has to get out of their own way in order to let the song come out. 
It's a fantastic thought and uh, one that I'm sure can be a struggle when you're starting out, but the more you get used to it, it's, it's something that you can really take with you. Well, if folks do want to connect, and we've mentioned it already, but if folks do want to connect with some of your new music or some stuff that they've heard before, what's, what's a good place for them to find that? Well, my brand new record, Nursery Rhyme Parade, is available on Amazon exclusively. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can listen um, for free. Uh, you could stream it, or you could buy the CD, which has really cute artwork and all the lyrics and everything um, on Amazon. Otherwise, you can find uh, all of my music on Amazon, my other music, or you could go to iTunes and some of the other places that you normally buy music. Uh, you can hear it all those places. You can buy a subscription to Spotify and you can hear it there. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, very important to musicians, seriously, that people buy music. Uh, you know, we've got, it's a business and we, we want to pay all the people that we work with and uh, be able to continue to make music, all the musicians and songwriters. Absolutely agree with you there. And uh, also if folks want to uh, make a contribution to Camp Lisa, they can go to your website, correct? Yeah, they can go to lisalobe.com or look up Camp Lisa, and they'll find the area where you can donate directly to Camp Lisa. Lisa Loeb, it is so fantastic to be able to catch up with you and, and visit with you a, a little bit about what's going on, and we are so grateful that you took the time out to talk with us today. Thank you so much for bringing happiness to people. If you would like a free sketch note of this episode and to request a free song from the album Nursery Rhyme Parade, you can go to livehappynow.com. And uh, check that out there. Next week, we're going to hear an inspiring story from Natalia Cohen, who, along with three other women, rode across the Pacific Ocean, breaking records and discovering stronger and more resilient versions of themselves. Sounds like a fantastic conversation. Cannot wait to bring that to you next week. Hey, don't forget to fill out that survey, livehappy.com slash survey. Also, you can send us tweets with your thoughts at livehappy. You can give us Facebook posts on your thoughts, facebook.com slash livehappy. And you can send us emails, podcast at livehappy.com. For Lisa Loeb, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long. Thank you, and remember to always live happy.